Today's video is brought to you by StoryboardThat.com. Please visit TeacherCast.net slash StoryboardThat for a limited time offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 54 of the Tech Educator Podcast. Welcome to tonight's show. Tonight, we're talking all about Storyboard That and how you can create amazing storyboards using the great app, Storyboard That. We have an amazing show tonight. We have a full house on deck. I want to bring on the newly graduated Mr. Chris Nessie. Chris, how are you doing today? And uh, congratulations on your new master's degree. Thank you very much, Jeff. I'm very excited to be here, and I'm also just as excited to be done with my master's. <laughs> How was the ceremony today? It was really nice. I actually got to see a couple of uh, some common people in our PLN. Nice. Uh, Natalie Franzi also graduated today from Caldwell College, and she got her master's in uh, education administration. And I also got to see the great Jay Eitner, who was also in attendance. Nice. Very, very nice. And I'm sure we're going to be hearing all about that on your amazing podcast. Where can we find out more information about the House of EdTech? You are going to want to go to mr.chrisnessy.com. And I actually just tweaked my site a little bit, so it's a little more friendly to get to the House of EdTech podcast. Nice. want to bring on from his new location, Mr. <laughs> Jeff Herb. Jeff, how are you today? Very well, Jeff. Good to be here. How are you doing? It's good to see you. Uh, you well, you weren't you. At, at, you weren't here last week. You were out um, trying to find a new wall to podcast in front of. Is that the idea here? <laughs> I feel like we just keep it interesting if I keep changing <laughs> locations for each episode. Very, very nice. How are things going over there at Instructional Tech Talk? Things are going great, Jeff. It's been a crazy couple weeks for us. Uh, believe it or not, our seniors just graduated yesterday, and so we had our graduation ceremony, and uh, anyone who has anything to do with graduation knows that that is a chaotic week and a half of, are they going to graduate, aren't they, we put our list together, get all that stuff together. So my uh, website has taken a little bit of a backseat. We did an article about Doceri a little bit uh, and how you can use that as an interactive whiteboard uh, that's on the website right now. And Sue Gorman and I are going to be doing a podcast about it in the upcoming future. So should be good. Sounds great. Want to throw it over to California where, uh, Sam, how are you feeling today? I'm doing well. My voice, on the other hand, not so much. Does that mean that Walker has to take a hiatus this week? Right. Walker's on a break. Um, I myself have taken on a new pedagogy experiment, which is teaching by mime. Um, <laughs> it so far works very very poorly and uh yeah have you tried that... puppetry by mime you know the the funny thing is everybody loves a puppet and no one respects a mime edu mime is that a new hashtag i, I think i just bought that domain 
<laughs> well, Sam is certainly going to be uh, helping out with our chats. Guys, if you're out there watching, uh, please uh, tweet out that we are here. And we are live, of course, every single Sunday night. You can check us out on our website, techeducatorpodcast.com, where we are constantly updating and adding some great content to it. You can go over and subscribe to our YouTube link. We just hit over 1,050 followers, I believe it is. And, of course, our broadcasting schedule for both the Tech Educator Podcast and for Principal Cast can be found right there there check it out we have a great show every single week here on sunday nights over at the teacher cast educational broadcasting network want to bring on our guest he is certainly no stranger to the teacher cast network mr aaron sherman aaron welcome how are you today i'm great just super excited to be spending time with all of you talking about storyboard that and how you can use it in in your classrooms well we want to certainly say two things first of all thank you for coming on and also you know, we've had a couple of questions here in the last couple of weeks about Storyboard That, what it can do, why it's important. How are so many teachers out there harnessing the, the use of storyboards for more than just the concept of creating storyboards? So we're going to be talking about all those. We've got some great demonstrations. Aaron, but first, let me ask you, what is StoryboardThat.com? Let me say that one more time for our sponsor, StoryboardThat.com. Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> Well, storyboardthat.com, it's the world's best storyboard creator. We've been at this for over two years, and in that time, over a quarter million storyboards have been created around the world in pretty much every known written language. Hmm. And it's just an amazing site for people to come to and storyboard whatever you want. In the education space, we see lots of <clears throat> vocabulary, spelling, practicing English, doing book reports, practicing a foreign language. And just every possible subject you could ever imagine. We see it nonstop every day. And it's just been an amazing trip for the entire team. And and it is interesting that you say that. Of course, we can go over to your website, storyboardthat.com. And as you said, it can be used for everything. I know even this year I was using it in our orchestra classroom. We were doing some storyboards for various uh, music history topics and things like that. Um, Why don't you take us through a little tour of Storyboard That? Sure. Am I switching to a screen sharing here? or Sure. So right now you can see I'm in the teacher dashboard. I created a test account for today's show, and I wanted to show off a few examples. And what we're going to do in this example is a fun thing about the difference between desert or dessert. And so this is a storyboard we're going to create a little bit later. And you can see it's just practicing the vocabulary of desert versus dessert. So before we get there, let's talk about how a teacher might want to do this. And first, a teacher might want to create a simple storyboard that just explains, you know, create a storyboard about desert versus dessert, and use the word desert in the top, use the word dessert in the bottom. And so I'm going to click Make Visible to Classroom. The next thing I need to do is add some users to my classroom. So I'm going to click on Manage My Classroom, and I'm going to quickly add a new student. We're going to call this student Teacher cast student and we'll just make their display name the same and the pa- their passwords passwords if anyone wants to hack into this account very easy and you can see just like that I've now added a student to my classroom so I'm gonna log off as my teacher and I'm gonna log on as the teacher cast student and what, right now, under I can click on class storyboards, and I can see that my teacher has already left me a storyboard. Is everyone with me so far? Yeah, very cool. And so I'm in here. I see the storyboard. I'm going to hit copy. 
And since I don't need this text anymore, I'm just going to get rid of these boxes. And I have the advantage of I've thought about this a little bit of time. I spent a lot of time today trying to remember the difference between desert and desserts. You laugh, but you know I had to check hey. to make sure I had the correct spelling because I would be pretty embarrassed if Important. <laughs> I got it wrong in this in this webcast. And what you see I'm doing now is I'm going through the scenes to go find a couple of nice desert scenes. We probably have over 400 scenes and about 500 characters, so it's a pretty in-depth category. We also have over 45,000 images in search, so I'm just going to do a quick search for the word desert, and I see this nice little sphinx here, and I see this camel. So I'm just going to put this camel and the sphinx in my storyboard, and now I want to get a character. And now this is a special character that's in here. It's under modern, buried, and it's what my graphic art, one of our graphic artists thinks I look like. So this character really is meant to be me. <laughs> quite see all the resemblance, but you know, maybe once we give him brown hair, my pale skin, and great blue eyes, it looks more like me. And I'm going to quickly choose a speaking pose. So you see here, I have not all characters, but a lot of our characters have this quick, quick action. So I can make him sad, make him walking, angry, though I would never be angry. So we'll put him <laughs> at speaking. And we're going to go into textables. And he's going to say, wow, I found a sphinx in the desert, not desert. <laughs> And we're just going to move that there, and it looks pretty good, right? Yeah. And so for the next cell, I'm going to copy my character, and I'm going to go into the full character poser. So I'm going to click Edit Pose, and you can see I can you know, rotate my head, change my eyes, expressions, move my arms around. I can sit. I can stand. I can be nervous. So what happens often. I get very scared. <laughs> but there's also just 15 of these Insta poses where most of the time you just need a pose. You, don't, you know what pose you want, but you don't need to figure out how to make it happen. So our artists have figured out that you know this is the best pose for explaining. looks pretty good. And you just click that button. And one of the things we want in that future was for it to be very fast and very easy for people to post things. And so we have my camel. And camels are my favorite animal. They can go days without water. And so once again, I'm reinforcing, you know, camels are in desert, practicing my vocab. And my camel's behind here, so I'm just going to, you know, change the layers and bring it to the front. And that's the same way that PowerPoint would work, so it's a very natural way to teach students about the concept of layering images on top of each other. So now, hmm. let's continue on with our story. And we're going to make some ice cream stories. So we have this great little diner scene. And we're also going to throw in the picture of a gym. I can quickly find it. There it is. And for our new characters, we're just going to go to the youngins section. And on the youngins, we have characters that are pre-posed, so they're super fast to use. And they're your prototypical characters. So we're going to put this girl here. And she's backwards. We're just going to flip her horizontally. And all of a sudden, we now have, you know, let's make her, there we go. Give her a nice little yellow dress, her shoes. 
and we'll make the guy more like this. And very quickly, I've now cu customized them and colored them. And, and she's going to say, I love to eat Sundays. I love to have a Sunday for dessert. I love to have a Sunday on Sunday. <laughs> and then my spell checker is telling me to capitalize Sunday. And that looks pretty good, but we probably want a picture of a Sunday. So this time I'm going to do an upload. Now I cheated, and I went and I already downloaded a picture of Sunday. <laughs> but you know, you, you want to be prepared for it. Yeah. When you're when you're on, on display here, so we're just going to rearrange this, and now we have this nice little picture of Sunday. You see, I'm just pretty quickly and easily dragging and dropping it. And now for the final scene, we're going to use the silhouettes. Because I find that often there are times when, you know, just a pure silhouette is a better image. And so we have these sil silhouettes of a little boy and a little girl running. And we're just going to put a little text below here saying, if I want extra dessert, not desert, <laughs> and it looks like I missed the R, so we'll fix that in a second, I need to go to the gym. And tells us it's spelled wrong, we fix it. I'm going to hit save. Desert versus dessert storyboard. And in about 30 seconds right there, or about three, four minutes, I just created a pretty advanced storyboard, just dragging and dropping using our imagery. And does this group want to talk about some questions and ideas before I go into more of the advanced features of how to present this? You know, Aaron, it seems like there's an awful lot of customization there. I noticed when you were playing with the colors, there are some preset colors, but then you also have the box. Is it infinite colors that you can use on there? It is. Let me uh, just switch back to me. How do I do that? <laughs> well, I don't know how to switch back to me, so I'll leave it on the screen. Yeah, there are infinite colors. You, we give you the six best colors for any given situation. And so in the case of, you know, eyes, you can always go to neutral your six colors, and then you have the full color yeah. gamut. Nice. Nice. Does, it, does that, I see the RGB. Does that also support hex colors if you throw in a hex number? It will. That is amazing. So I think FFFF will be. There you go. Put it to white. That's cool. a really, really cool feature out there. And Aaron, I don't know if you're watching the chat here over on teachercast.tv, but we have one teacher who's been – dedicated uh, to using this in her classroom. Do you guys see what uh, Jessica is saying there? No, can you read it for me? Yeah, can you read it? Oh, one of my students has difficulty writing, much less drawing, and he loves this. Thank you. I, I appreciate reading your feedback like that, Jessica. Anyone that's ever met me in person knows I have terrible handwriting. I can't draw. <laughs> I, I can't even... I write my own name and it looks like I spell it wrong half the time. And one of the my goals for Storyboard That was really to make a product such that anybody could be free to create storyboards and not be limited by their own artistic ability. Because telling stories, it's key to who we, who we are as humans. And it was always frustrating for me. I couldn't do it. And this product really empowers people like me and everyone to tell stories. You know, the people that are talking about this big time here on the chat are mentioning a couple things. 
you know, Aaron, when you and I were talking off camera, you were mentioning all the things that you could be doing with Storyboard that. Jeff, let me ask you from an administrator point of view. If you're going to be sitting in a faculty meeting, should you be using Storyboard that to create pictures of your boss up there on the the stage? (laughs) I would say, why not? Because it does seem like you can create a storyboard quickly, easily, and I don't know. Is this the kind of thing that you'd want to have your administrator up there maybe in that nervous pose and then having the next storyboard with some kind of, you know, in in the gym maybe or something like that? It, it seems like you can use this for very, very many options here. There was a request here also in the chat of can we get Waka as a, as a standard, uh, standard icon here, Aaron? Uh, depends. Do you have the rights to Waka and can I borrow him? Sam? <laughs> if you guys could one, one does me, not simply lend a puppet <laughs> we, we do take uh, digital se- copyright laws pretty seriously and the way we set up the site is you can do whatever you want with our stuff because we make sure that everything we have is safe to do that with mm. so if you give you if you give us the rights we'll happily do it I think that's a challenge <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool I relinquish the rights to myself. I want to be in this. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that is doable. We are we are putting um, some. The team is little by little. We're all adding. We're adding the entire team within the character list as hidden characters. I, oh, I believe cool. I just saw on GoDaddy here that we've registered uh, storyboardnessy.com. so we should be okay for this. <laughs> Sitting here talking with Aaron Sherman from storyboardthat.com about some of the great things that storyboard that can do. Aaron, it does look like it's very, very easy to create a storyboard, but that's not all. Once you've created that storyboard, you can do some amazing things. Can you show us a little bit about how it integrates with Google Apps and maybe Google presentations? Absolutely. Let me go back to my screen. So I'm going to exit out of this. And before you even get into Google, it's a little slow here. Before you even get into the Google presentation, you can do a lot of things you'd want to do straight within Storyboard that. My computer will wake up here. One of the features that we heard from a lot of teachers that they really wanted was the ability to do live presentations. And the example I always hear is we have these smart boards in our class and students love to present. And so Entirely based on teacher feedback, we add this button called Slideshow. You click this button, and any storyboard on the website, you can immediately turn into a live slideshow. Hmm. Now, was that a question, Jeff? No, I think that's really cool. The next two buttons that get used constantly, we have a server farm. I think it's in North Carolina that all it does all day long is make high-resolution images and high, and PowerPoint packs based on storyboards. So it's give it a few seconds to download, and this is going to give us two different files, one of a PowerPoint and one with high-resolution high images. That Once you have these files, you can take these and you can put them into Google Docs, you can put them into, upload them to other websites, anything you want to do because you have the images. And I'm just, my bandwidth here is, there it goes. So when you get this PowerPoint, there's two PowerPoints, one animated, one non-animated. And is it sharing my PowerPoint or is it still sharing my screen? 
Let me uh, change what I'm sharing here. Sure. While you're figuring that out, Aaron, when you added that Sunday image, is I assume you need to add an image that has a transparent background, or is Storyboard actually removing the like white background? So in that particular example, I removed the white background beforehand. Okay. But it's completely doable, or it is. It's a it's a feature that I would love to add that it would auto. Yeah, that would that be out really, for you. that'd be really neat. And what you can see here on the, yeah, I really going back to I really wish it did do that feature. It's, <laughs> that would be great. It should eventually. Yeah. What you can see is we have this PowerPoint file here, we're, and it has we're still all look, this. We're still looking at you. You're still looking at me. Yep. I mean, I'm, I understand why. Let, let me let's. <laughs> that's not a complaint. That's that's not a complaint <laughs> there. <laughs> Are you now seeing my screen? Yes. Yeah. All right. So when the, what this is, it auto-generated a PowerPoint presentation. So this way the student can come in and say, there are lots of objects found in the desert. Egyptian objects. You know, and so now they can take this storyboard and really extrapolate on it in an entirely different dimension. Hmm. And I don't think it'll come out well in the screen share, but you can see that I can move the text box. So when it exports to PowerPoint, it automatically adds a second layer oh, with text wow. boxes. And if there are multiple text boxes, it would be multiple layers. And when you hit run slideshow, it would be animated. That's really cool. It's the logical progression of the of the text, which really helps people break down what they want to say and how they want to say it when it, as the story unfolds in front of them. So we see a lot, a lot of people really love that feature. And then... Do you say it auto-animates the text boxes coming in when they're supposed to? Is that what you said? Correct. Oh my gosh, that's really cool. Did that bring in the individual layers of the storyboard, or did that just bring the storyboard in as a big chunk? It brings... What you can see is the background is one image, and the text bubble is one image. Got it. Awesome. So each text bubble is a unique layer within PowerPoint, but it's an image. It's not actual text. That's neat. That's yeah, really, cool. really neat. That uh, we're very we're very proud of that feature. Yeah, I would imagine so. It's probably very useful for a lot of people. I would imagine I could see a lot of use in it. So maybe one idea for that is for the teacher to create reusable PowerPoint slides and the kids can then put their different words over top depending on the situation or scenario? Sure. Absolutely. Hmm. So we have our, our PowerPoint file. What can we then do it with? Um, you know, A lot of students right now are using Google Apps. I would assume that we could then export that into Google Docs? Absolutely. And... I don't have Google Docs properly set up on this computer, but in the office we definitely take it with um, Chromebooks, and you go straight. You download it straight on on a Chromebook, and it opens up right into Google Presentation. Nice. So it is a feature that is used every day, in exactly that fashion. Um, but it also will open fine on Keynote, including Keynote on an iPad. Nice. 
And I'm glad, they, I'm glad you just mentioned this. This really does work wonderful on an iPad or on a tablet device. It works amazing on any device. We've spent a lot of time. It's a little bit different when you're on a tablet because you're using your fingers and pinching things and zooming things, but it has the natural format you'd expect. Nice. Talk to us a little bit about security. What does you what do you need to do to sign up for Storyboard That? What does a, a teacher need in order to create an account? Sure. Let me answer all those in different parts of the question. So if you notice right now in my URL, I don't know if you can see it on the Hangout, but it says at the top, the Storyboard can only be viewed by you and your teacher. By default, everything in Storyboard That Education Edition is very, very, very private. And if you look at the oops, the image URL for this, I don't know if you can see it down here, it has this very long string at the end of it. In order to get access to this image, you need to get it from the website, and we give you a 30-minute or an hour-long token to view it, but you can't just send this image to anybody else. It is enterprise class security on the files. Now, one may argue that's a bit overkill for what you need, and for people that are teaching in high school, that is probably very true. But if you're teaching elementary school with COPA and SEPA and all of these privacy policies, we want to make sure that you are protected. So right now I'm logged on as a student, but I'm going to go, let's go back to the teacher account. So I have an account. And if anyone wants to, you know, hack into this account, this password is also a password. No, that's <laughs> not the password for most accounts, but I'm not very worried if anyone wants to break the uh, demo account. And what you'll see here under manage my classroom so I can see my students I can add students remove students but at the bottom of the screen we give you lots of privacy options so by default everything is very private we then allow you to default to private which will keep things private but allow a button for people to make it less private and then we give you a second option to allow students to share their storyboards outside of the classroom so if you allow that option and somebody clicks it, then and only then can a storyboard be viewed by the general public. So it's, it's really it's several layers of security. And it's in the teacher's hand to make the correct decision of what makes sense for their class. You know, Aaron, there's a lot of uh, good chatter tonight in our group. One of them is over a really neat feature that you guys have you're actually integrated with Edmodo. Could you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Let me. Because uh... there's a lot of teachers that are out there listening to this that are Edmodo teachers, and they're looking for some ways to be creative on that platform. Um, what do you got? We love Edmodo. Um, if you go into the Edmodo App Store, we're listed under ELA uh, Language Arts Apps, and you can install. We have a free version that gives you a two-week free trial. Or give you, or there's a paid version. You install the application. It automatically adds all your students, and from there you can create storyboards. You can add them to your backpack, I believe is the term. And if you create an, an assignment within Edmodo, server that's smart enough to find it, and it will then let you submit a storyboard as an assignment, which will then feed it right back into Edmodo. And so you get the full level of Edmodo integration with the power of storyboard that. It's really really amazing and so I, I would imagine that this is something that you're seeing not just the elementary kids I know the one time you and I were speaking about uh, storyboard that you were showing us how it could be used to 
integrate with like Shakespeare curriculums of can you take a specific uh, book or a play or something and then really, really foster out what would happen next or what would happen if something happened in there. This does seem, again, cross-curricular, common core state standards aligned. Where do you see the future of, of uh, Storyboard that going? What kind of features other than Waka would you like to be adding to this in the future? Well, some of that we're going to keep a bit private, but the big features we're going to have is a lot more artwork and a lot more examples. So we currently on the website have over storyboard examples for over 100 books, and I want to see that grow to probably 1,000 or 2,000 by the end of the year. And what's critical to our success and we value incredibly highly is we speak with teachers every single day, and when teachers say, this is what I'm doing, and they explain it to us, and they say, how do we make it better? And we talk with them all day long, every day, and it's what teachers say they need to do in their classroom to make it better, that's what we focus on. Nice. If a teacher has a couple great storyboards that they'd like to maybe showcase or submit to you guys to say, hey, look, here's a really neat example, is there a way that they can get a hold of you? So they can always find us on Twitter at StoryboardThat. They can email us. My personal email is Aaron at StoryboardThat.com, and it's A-A-R-O-N at StoryboardThat.com. Or if you just email support or anyone else, they'll get back to us. I mean, we're a relatively small company. There's less than 10 of us. But I see you have the website up on the screen. We're very easy to get a hold of. And there's chat if you, in your account. You can chat with us. We're the customer care team. so And we'd love to showcase it. And, of course, we want to mention that if you go to storyboardthat.com slash teachercast, we have a great discount. Talk to us a little bit about the, the special offer that we're running right now for teachers. For friends of TeacherCast, we offer 25% off whatever you purchase lifetime. And we will honor that, including on school and district conditions. Very big savings on that. Or monthly, yearly. And love to have you join in. We love our TeacherCast friends. And, of course, we want to say thank you out there for being a great sponsor of TeacherCast. And, uh, you know, everybody out there, it seems like the chat room is very, very busy. Jessica is is doing some amazing things. Perhaps, Jessica, if you're interested, you can throw some links to some of your storyboards. And maybe we can show them either on the screen or we can put those in the show notes. But it just seems like there's a lot of teachers out there that are using it. If you are using Storyboard That or if you're signing up because of shows such as this one, we would love to hear it from you. Of course, you can check us out online at Tech Ed Show. And, uh, you know, leave us some leave us an email feedback at, t- at techeducatorpodcast.com. We would love to hear from you and love to see the different ways that you're using storyboard that maybe we can take those and accidentally insert a Waka puppet in there. And maybe we can help your class out a little bit and continued success with all of this stuff. We certainly love storyboard that here. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's great being with all of you. So yeah, it's amazing. It certainly is. I, I, I guess I'm still stuck on that. What do you do during a faculty meeting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that that's a lot more entertaining way to share information than the way that we do it by just standing in front of people. I'm kind of, I'm sure our staff would much rather read it in the way that Aaron just demonstrated than us just shoving information to people. I, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking in our, in our chat here of uh, instead of, you know, like right now we just got done a full week of state testing. I would much rather have somebody come up with a presentation that was done visually colorful, colorfully using storyboard that than just PowerPoint with bullet points and words. I mean, in order to know how to do things, imagine what would happen if you came in with to a state test or anything like that and said, here's how you do it. And it's colorful. It's visual. It's neat. It's easy. 
and then you just pop it up on a website. Anybody can see it. It's really, really versatile there. We see a lot of that. One of the fun features I didn't show you guys is we have, I call them human animals, where we've made personified animals that, so you have a bear, a dog, a cat. And, you know, sometimes when you're telling a story, you kind of want someone to be a dog. And <laughs> you're not saying who that person is. It's just there's right. a person like this. That... But there's the implication, yes. Uh, that, we, we have a question on the chat here, Aaron. Do you have a, a, a bear, a dog, a chicken, and a puppet? They want to know. Not the puppet. No, pu no puppets yet? <laughs> I forget what, which animals we have, but you can always take a picture of the puppet and upload it. Sam? <laughs> The Waka GIF. Yes, <laughs> Waka.png, exactly what we need. So, again, uh, you know, Jessica, if you have any links, that would be great. Um, but definitely share with us your storyboards. We, uh, we like to post these shows on Monday or Tuesday. But if you have any good storyboards, we'd love to share with those on future episodes of the Tech Educator Podcast. Moving on, we have the summer of professional development right in front of us. And, Sam... I, I know you're kind of limited on your voice, but talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you might have done this weekend for your professional development. You just got done uh, going to a JED camp. Is that right? Yeah. Today was the third JED camp in the Bay Area, the second uh, <clears throat> JED camp SF Bay. So that was an all-day event where there were lots of conversations and presentation kind of things. Did you present? <laughs> uh, yeah, twice. Ooh. Did you really? I did. I'm unstoppable. I said that um, to be a jerk. I didn't think you actually did. Yeah, no. I, uh, the nice thing about the EdCamp model is it really tries to get the room to talk. Yeah, that's true. So this is where I got to take this, you know, fundamental weakness of not being able to talk and turn it into a strength for the room because, honestly, guys, I can't carry this conversation. I've got a couple pieces of information. What do you think? Please. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's a good way to get, get the, uh, whole idea of the presenter as the leader out of the picture. If you can't actually talk. <laughs> right. I don't think it should be policy. Right. I think that's a great approach, Sam. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well played. Yeah. Very cool though. Um, and I know, Sam, you're limited on your voice, but I do want to say coming up on June 28th at the Great ISTE Conference, uh, we yeah. have a puppet workshop that we're doing. We're actually going to be uh, sharing with people how to create puppets and how to put them into podcasting. Um, Sam, could you try to talk a little bit about what that, uh, what that workshop's going to entail? If, if anybody is going out there to ISTE, we'd certainly love to hear from you in our chat room um, or by emailing us. There seems to be a buzzer on Twitter for this puppet workshop. Could you tell us a little yeah. bit about what we're going to be doing? Give me one second. Let me grab the puppet. Where is that puppet? Believe it or not, Aaron, that sentence happens often here on the show. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Jeff, does that, ever, does that sentence ever come out at faculty meetings? <laughs> <laughs> no, not typically, unless Sam's there. Uh, while, he's, while he's grabbing his puppet, talk to us a little bit about some of the stuff that you and Sue Gorman were, coming, uh, or were doing at your event. Uh, it was great. Sue was presenting, um, and they were talking just a lot about great resources for student creation in the classroom. Um, you know, apps like Storyboard that was discussed, 
we had Doceri as something else that was talked about, and that's where we kind of sat down and started t talking about ways that, you know, is the interactive whiteboard, the smart device, or Promethean board really the way that every classroom should be going? And, you know, that answer is really what do you want to accomplish in the classroom and what are your goals as an educator and as a curriculum? And really taking a step back and looking at the tools that are available and what you can use to accomplish that effectively. Um, because the way that we kind of spec'd it out, it's kind of amazing that, you know, that one smart board could also just be an Apple TV and an iPad, and you're going to be able to accomplish really the same thing if that's, you know, really what you're able to accomplish. But then you also benefit by getting an iPad out of the deal, too. And so that iPad could be used for so many other things throughout the classroom when you're not using it as an interactive whiteboard piece. So it really turned into a great discussion about, you know, what the benefits are of looking at different technologies and not just getting stuck in something because everyone else in the building is getting smart boards. We should just keep putting them in classrooms where maybe they're not being used to their fullest extent. Nice. Nice. We certainly uh, would love to, maybe, maybe we can put a show on about that. You know, yeah, a, that'd be cool. A couple of good topics coming up. Um, for those of you who are sticking around, we have a lot of great topics next week, by the way. I know we talked a little bit about this, guys, but next week we're actually doing a full live show featuring the guys from the Star Wars in the Classroom uh, show. And we also have some Star Wars educational podcasters coming on. So we actually might do uh, – we might expand. We might start a little bit early. We might, we might go a little bit later than 8 o'clock next week. But next week we have an amazing show coming up featuring Star Wars and Star Wars in the Classroom. I certainly want to be asking them who do they think shot first, Han or Guido. And I will trans – translate that one into sam did you find your puppet no 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 <laughs> i have got walker but i was looking for so another sad. i know right yeah, no, i can really do i no. can do no <laughs> i've got no end to the bottom of the voice but um at this workshop we'll be talking about very simple components of puppet making and we'll be highlighting a design we came up with at the Q conference where we took the swag available for free at the conference including a cardboard handout and a tote bag and with a little bit of hot glue we turned it into a puppet hmm. that's pretty cool so if you're going to be at the ISTE conference, I believe, Sam, the session is Sunday evening, I believe, at 4.30, I believe is what it is. It's uh, 4.30. It's a, it's, a, it's a workshop. It's hands-on. We're going to be showing you how to do puppets. Are they going to be able to walk away with a puppet? No pun intended. Um, yeah. Probably, as long as they're willing to also walk away with very, very slight burns from hot milk glue. <laughs> so it's a puppetry and podcasting workshop and so we're going to show you how to make a puppet we're going to teach you how to make all these great things and then of course the next step is how do you get them onto video and sam of course has some great videos that he's done over the past as a i, I don't want to say as a keynote speaker because you haven't been a keynote speaker while people were in the audience but we certainly are going to be showing off how you Fair do enough. your video interviews with different people um <laughs> You also, Sam, I, I'm sorry to make you use your voice, but this is an amazing, amazing thing that happened this week. You were actually asked by ISTE this week for a special assignment. Could you talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you're going to be doing to share ISTE with the audience out there? Well, I, it wasn't so much me as um, ISTE was looking for a video blogger or a vlogger, and uh, Waka is going to be one of the official vloggers for ISTE. That's awesome. 
right? They saw my excellent work from, oh, that's horrible. That makes me sad. <laughs> oh, that's, oh. Anyway, they saw my excellent work from uh, Q? New Orleans, actually. We were at the International Reading Association Conference pretending to be an English teacher. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, I got to be Curious George. It was amazing. That's awesome. And, and how did I that... blogged about it, and then these other people are like, oh, we got to get some of that puppet action. Nice. So, Sam, I have a question. Do you frequently give keynotes to empty rooms? Um, not frequently. <laughs> not, like, all the time, but... Because Mr. Bradbury's comment makes me feel that. <laughs> there have been occasions where I have taken advantage of an empty podium, got some promotional pictures. Nice. I like it. Nice. Very, very nice stuff. <laughs> Excellent. You know, again, with that, we will certainly uh, let Sam save his voice. Um, Jeff, what do you have going on this week with Instructional Tech Talk? What can we be looking forward to here? Good question. Well, so coming up, I've had some things in backlog just because I haven't had a lot of time to sit down and actually hammer them out. But um, I am looking forward to recording a couple podcasts regarding this Doceri interactive whiteboard combination and just giving some other resources available to people uh, if they are in that you know weird spot. Because I, I feel like right now is the time where people are starting to question, does it really make sense to outfit every classroom with that smart board? And if we're not doing that, what other options exist that will still be very usable um, and not kind of limit you because you do want to be able to use that smart board functionality going up, touching the board, interacting with that piece of technology um, and just seeing what else is available and what other options exist in terms of being the most technologically um, relevant to your teaching. So uh, expect more content like that coming out in the next week or two. Nice. Chris, what's going on this week with the House of EdTech podcast? Uh, this Sunday, we're going to be, we like, I'm more than one person. <laughs> uh, I'll be releasing the 11th episode of the House of EdTech podcast, and I'm looking forward to sharing the story of a northern, northern New Jersey physics teacher who incorporates gaming into his classroom. Nice. I'm not revealing too much more because I want you guys to tune in. <laughs> and uh we can cool. find that podcast on itunes right absolutely nice search house of edtech what happens if somebody wants to uh suggest a a guest for that show how can they how can they uh, do that they can email me feedback at chrisnessy.com n-e-s-i excellent uh did you hear that walker Yes, so thumbs up. It's the first time Walker gave us a thumbs up. Um, one more time, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything about Storyboard That. Where can we find more information and how do we get hooked up with storyboardthat.com? The easiest way is to go to storyboardthat.com forward slash teachercast. Once again, storyboardthat.com forward slash teachercast so you get your 25% discount. And once you're on the website, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a big button that says for educators. Click on that button and it'll take you to the teacher edition. Nice. And there, we give a two-week free trial, and you're going to love it. And, of course, Very you can cool. check us out here each and every week. We are live. We are always busy. TechEducatorPodcast.com, or you can subscribe to our blog. Check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, 
and of course on YouTube. Become a subscriber today. Share us with your friends. Next week we have a big show talking all about Star Wars in the classroom and how you can bring the Force into your educational professional development. It's going to be a great show. I can't wait. If you are there live right now on TeacherCast.tv, please stick around. Uh, we have a great show tonight on Principal Cast starting at 9.30 Eastern. We can't wait. Uh, Spike, Jessica, and Teresa are all on deck waiting to come on. So check us out. My name is Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast.net. Thank you so much. We will be back next week and enjoy this great weather that we are having. See you later. <laughs>